to our beautiful deep community, I want to assure you the deeper is going nowhere and the same incredible content will be released every week, but now through Arise. It is going to be less trauma heavy and more inspirational, uplifting, but it will still challenge and push you to grow. For all your deeper episodes, they are still available every fortnight. You can still get your deep hit with the deeper subscription. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Kissing. You do that? Kissing, I find it weird if we're not kissing. So oh, you I, find it weird. Well, you're so close and so intimate yet not to be kissing. I think it would be an expected thing for me. Like, I mean, women probably wouldn't book if there wasn't kissing. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. So we've had a lot of sex workers on The Deep, but we haven't had many male sex workers, gigolos, stud muffins. Today we get to talk to William, who I'd say is a higher class male escort. He is fascinating. He knows what women want and we're going to find out now. William, welcome to The Deep. Hello, Zoe. Thank you for having me. You are, I don't even know if this is going to sound disrespectful, but I'm going to say it and you can just put me in my place, a gigolo. Yeah, that is true. I probably usually use the term male escort. Escort. Gigolo, is that like a 70s term? Yeah, I think it's just a yeah, past term. I always think of a bit more, I suppose, cheesier term. <laughs> It does. It feels a bit cheesy. Okay. Male escort, male sex worker, uh, would you say prostitute? Yeah, I would put it in that terminology. Mm. I probably would never, never refer to it that way, but same thing. Times have moved on. Okay. We need to start at the beginning. How does one decide to become a male escort? For me, initially, I was looking starting another business and looking to earn a little bit of cash on the side. I probably had a couple of friends suggest that I could get into this and started doing some research. Then I found an agency which was nice enough to take me on and the rest has sort of been history. Hang on. So your friends were escorts? Uh, no, I probably didn't know many people in the industry until I got in the industry. But that's a pretty full-on rec- like recommendation for work. Is that because you're, you enjoy pleasure or you enjoy sex? Like, Why would that have been a suggestion? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I've always been a pretty open-minded person, uh, enjoyed my sex. I, uh, I suppose I'm comfortable with the lifestyle. I'm thinking there would be a definite distinction between male and female sex work and that being the ability to get a stiffy yep. in any kind of circumstance. 
Yep. Did you feel from your prior history that that would never be a problem for you, no matter who the client? Generally, yes. Yeah, I probably would say I've always had a high sex drive. Okay, so high sex drive, um, can turn it on, uh, needed some extra cash, agency was willing to take you on. What was the split like for agency versus like, so they get a booking, What what's the split there? Generally, it's 50%. So I Whoa. think across Australia, that's a pretty standard agency fee. Do you have sex within their building? Is it like a brothel type setup? No, there's there's actually, I don't think there's anything really in Australia that offers men like that. Um, it was all what they call an out call, which is okay. going to a hotel or the client's house. Yes. William, that just seems like a, a real gap in the market. No male brothels. Yeah, I've I've actually considered with the idea. I mean, I don't think you could get enough work out of men to make it worthwhile. There's no um, way we could do half an hour bookings for ten hours a day. If that makes sense. Okay, so on that topic, then, when you start at this agency, is the phone ringing off the hook, or what's your what's your experience like with with bookings? It was slow for me to start with. Um, I wouldn't have said the agency had the phones ringing off the hook. The fact, I mean, men have been hiring women for a long time, but I think it's slowly becoming more comfortable for women to hire men. Yes. Um, obviously, there's been a few more TV shows and movies, and it's become a bit more common in culture to see that. Yes. And obviously, women are now stepping forward in a lot of ways, which is a good thing. Let's go to the first booking. I'm sure it's imprinted in your mind forever. How are you feeling? Look, I would have said it was probably one of my most nervous moments in life. <laughs> Definitely. Tell me, um, tell me. So I didn't really have a lot of details about the woman I was meeting. I probably had her first name, like a general age maybe, mm-hmm. um, and a few things of what she'd like from the evening, and that was it. What did she want from the evening? Uh, it was probably what I'd now consider a fairly standard sort of booking of just some nice intimacy to be in control, to feel sexy, and just, yeah, pleasant night. That feels vague. That could mean many things. If you got that as a brief, so let's role play. Susie, uh, 40, wants to feel in control, sexy, and uh, nice intimate moments. How does, because my version of that and your version of that could be two different things. I probably kind of like the briefness of it because you can you can kind of go a few different ways, but you could say she doesn't want much intimacy, it's just kissing and cuddling, that might be it, or she could just want some sex, or she could be into more wants the kinkier fun. Oh, sorry. So when I hear intimacy, I hear like eye gazing, I feel like caressing. You mean penetration? Well, I generally would always sell a booking as like an intimate booking is about like more sexual and penetration. Okay. Where, I mean, I also do like, I offer like a cuddling session or just kissing or a date night can be something else as well. Most bookings are sex? Generally. Yeah. Not all. Three out of five at least are generally sex-based. So you meet up with Susie at her place or a hotel? Uh, I was at a hotel for that one. And she opens the door and you're nervous and I'm sure Susie's a bit nervous. Yep. What do you do to break the ice? I would probably, the first one is, is it like, am I allowed to come in? Oh, I see. Consent. That's where I would go with it. Um, I know I'm not a small man. I'm six foot four, 
so it can be a little bit intimidating if that makes sense Ooh, so boy. okay burly yeah. dude yeah i even i even think so much about what i'm doing i generally stand back from a doorway when i'm knocking so i'm not like in your face wow standing. so you've got a big presence and quite a big energy you're a dominant energy uh not necessarily i would i wouldn't say i'm dominant i'm confident but mm-hmm. dominant maybe I'm not. I'm not massively assertive with my energy. If that makes sense. Okay, so you're very you're you're um, welcoming. Yeah, usually I'm being told I've got a goofy grin sometimes, so like quite a That's happy, fun loving. <laughs> okay, so Susie says, please come in. Then I'm like, is alcohol involved? Um, I would generally try and read the client for that. Um, quite often, I would say there's a glass of wine involved. Okay. Maybe two. Um, I don't like to get drunk myself with clients, if that makes sense, but I'll enjoy a glass glass of wine depending on the evening. And are you okay if they get drunk? Um, look, I would like them to remember the experience. Yeah. So, but I would never, like, I would never stop them from drinking. That is their life choice and they can do what they want. What about drugs? Look, I don't do drugs with clients or anything like any of that sort of stuff. Can they do drugs in your presence? I wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay, uh, it's honestly never really been offered much. I've seen a couple of things, but it doesn't really come up for me. Okay. So you're in there and are you kind of like, do you have a list of small talk points in your head to loosen the vibe? Yeah, I generally would start off with a few questions to try and learn about the person. Mm-hmm. Generally, one of my first opening questions, which I'd ask probably two or three questions in, is why have you hired me? Okay. To find out more of their motivation behind it. Because it could be they want to explore, they want the nice time, they just want something simple. Are the women forthcoming with what they want? Like, do some of them just, like, I just, I just want sex. Like, let's just do it. Um, it probably ranges, ranges across. I mean, I generally don't do bookings shorter than two hours, so there isn't a massive rush to it. And I like that slower pace because it allows more time. I probably haven't had any clients that are just, I mean, there is occasionally fun times where someone's just like, let's have a quickie and be done. Um, but that's probably more with regular clients than first time clients. Is that the same price for two hours or 10 minutes? With new clients, I would charge a two-hour minimum, mm-hmm. and that is the same. With a regular client, I get a bit more flexible. Okay, cool. How much is two hours? Is um, thirteen hundred. <gasps> mm. Okay, okay. I think it's fair. It seems you know not too much. Like two hours, thirteen hundred seems fair. Within that, does Susie get like whatever she wants sexually, or do you have some limits? No, I'm quite open-minded. Um, there's not too much I won't try. I probably would say the only limits I like to have on myself is I don't like my skin marked mm-hmm. during the session. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a dangerous thing with women in their nails sometimes. Okay. okay. What about like if they wanted to peg you or something? No, I'm open to that. I've had clients do it. Okay. What if... Um, like you do anal, you do vaginal, you'll do like the basics, oral sex, both ways. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I go probably down a little bit of kink. I'm not, well, I would think I'm sort of around the middle mark of the kink level. I'm not extremely kinky, but I'm not vanilla either. 
Is Middle Kink um, like Fifty Shades? Yeah, I'd probably go a little bit of Fifty Shades. So a little bit of light bondage. Yeah, light bondage. What about like peeing or pooping? That's probably outside of my realm. Yeah, not my sort of thing. And I'm probably not a foot person either. No feet. Like as in them worshipping your feet or you vice versa? Just generally not a foot person either way. Okay, got it. So... You and Susie getting comfortable, having a laugh, having a wine, things are getting comfortable. Do you make the first move or do you ask for permission to make the first move? Like how do you physically make contact? So I would always try and sit close from the start. And like do like little touches of the leg and stuff? Yeah. Generally, I would probably always go for the hand first, actually. Okay. Um, and if we're sitting down at a table or something, I would probably, and again, it's all permission. I'd put my hand up to open if they want to hold my hand. So I'd suggest mm-hmm. them come to me, but I have some clients who might be quite shy in making the first move. So sometimes you do have to be a little bit more assertive, but I try and be very gentle with that. Mm-hmm. But then you've got other clients that'll be like, they'll basically come in, sit on my lap and be comfortable from the start. So I'm not against that either. And it's probably one of the challenges I find of trying to read a room of, do you want me to come in and jump your bones as yeah. soon as we get in there? Or do you want to like nice, slow, a little bit of a date before and yeah. progress from there? Can you ask for more information prior to the meetup? Um, it's probably one of the things I've enjoyed about being working for myself rather than with the agency. Yeah. With the agency, I didn't get a lot of that information. Now I generally know what a client wants before I get there. But it obviously can depend on the day as well. So, I mean, some people are quite often, they'll be like, I want to be really shy and slow. And once the day actually comes, things obviously change and might be a different request. Or it could be nerves and needs to slow down as well. How old are you? I have just had my 38th birthday. Um, we've had a lot of sex workers on the deep and on the female side of things, you know, the first thing they do before anything else is a health check, checking the penis, the scrotum, the whole area for any signs of disease. Do you do a health check? Uh, I generally do. I'll have a quick look before anything goes on down there. Uh, I'm probably a little bit more discreet about it than women. Oh, so you don't say I've got to do a health check, spread them. Yeah, I will subtly have a look around. Um, Generally, I go with most of my clients. They're not probably as sexually active as some of the men's clients that women have. Okay. So I probably live in a little bit less fear of STDs, but you still have to be safe. Then you need the light on for that part. Generally, yes. So a little bit of lighting. Uh, Do you request shower prior to your arrival or do you shower with them this is the next challenge I would say. Like a lot of women will put a lot of effort in and dress in nice lingerie for the evening. Yeah. And I probably don't request a shower because I feel like they've put effort in to be dressed up and I can't get them to undress in an unsexy way in the shower, then get dressed back up again. So I suppose I like to appreciate what they've put, the effort they've put in. Okay. Does anyone ever have daggy undies? I wear a lot of daggy undies. Do they do that? <laughs> Hey, look, I've seen all types of people. Like, I don't judge. Um, I, I mean, even myself, sometimes I've turned up in tracksuit pants as a request of clients. So. Oh, you know what? Women love a tracksuit pant with no undies. They love it, <laughs> don't they? Don't the they? Nice, the nice light grey pair, yeah. 
Yes, they love that. The out the um outline of the penis. They just love yep. it. Okay. Yep. So um it doesn't matter what undies, you really don't care what they're wearing. No, no, I, I would always and I quite often get that request. Um people women will ask, what should I wear? And it's like oh, my general answer is whatever makes you feel comfortable and sexy. Yeah. I quite like them in their birthday suit, so after that it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I hear ya, I hear ya. Okay, so have you come across something during your discreet health check that looked strange that could have been a disease that you'd ha- you had to deal with? Yes, I've had to ask a couple of awkward questions along the way. What happened? Well, the one I would generally go and it sort of leaves it open for questions, quite often people nick themselves shaving before getting rid uh, so you quite often will see the little little um wound from that and be like so um just have to ask what is this um and i you would generally be as nice but direct about the question as possible i think hopefully should inspire the client to have confidence in me if i'm asking about it that i should be cleaner in myself yes, and concerned yes. about it. so it's just a necessary evil if that makes sense has it ever been something insidious? I've been lucky enough not to see that. Wow. So I've known a couple of clients to be polite enough to tell me that they've got a couple of things, but nothing that's ever been a problem. So are you saying um, like they maybe had herpes or something or warts, but they weren't in a flare stage? Yes. Does that still scare you or is that okay? It probably makes me extra cautious. Like, I mean, a lot of people have that without actually being aware of it as well. So um, you have to be cautious of that anyway. Okay. We all know the vagina is a self-cleaning oven. And if you're listening to this and you didn't know, it is. And many different odours and scents Mm -hmm. of a vagina, I'm sure, different people, different skin hormones, what they're eating, whatever. Is that always pleasant? I'm going to go with it's probably like men. If you haven't showered for the day, there can be a more strong odour there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely noticed that. Um, I think some women, um, because women generally don't smell as much as men, think they can get away without a shower for a little longer. Okay. But most people are quite respectful and would be freshly showered before they meet me. Um, in those situations where they had a busy day, didn't get to shower, and wanted the cunnilingus. Have you had to navigate that, I guess, is my question. I, yeah, it would be a very awkward situation to navigate. Um, I generally have, probably haven't had that much of a problem with it. You just knuckle down and do your job. Generally, yeah. Take one so, for the team. Take one for the team. Um, oh, what a I would say, when we get into the nitty and gritty of vaginas, I would say if there's, like, I mean, obviously, sometimes you can have discharge even though it's, not from anything bad, I would yeah. probably say that would be too much for me to knuckle down on and I would probably just comment, like, look, I've seen this. I don't think it's going to be for me. Um, yeah. And obviously coming up to Code Red or your period time. A bit of dark spotting. Mm, so that would be sort of And a that no could area. be a bit of a surprise, right? Like maybe they didn't even know it was coming and then it came just as you were there and that would be just a disaster for them because they'd spent all this money. Do you say, hey, Arnie Flo's in town earlier than you might have expected? Like what do you do? 
Look, it probably does come up a bit. I mean, I obviously deal with a few women going through menopause, so mm -hmm. that time, the period can be sometimes a bit of a surprise for them. It may not have turned okay. up for a while. Yes. Um, so I generally, look, if it's, if it's not too much of a mess, I probably wouldn't let them know until after the moment's finished so they enjoy their moment. And they'll be like, but with the, with the cunnilingus or with the penis? I would just do the penis. I wouldn't be down there. Or fingers. There's other ways around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, just put down the red towel, the brown towel, we like to say, and yep. um, get on with it. So yep. what if a woman has full-blown period on her booking with you? Look, I would probably say if look, I'm comfortable enough to do it, we'll get a towel out, we'll have some fun. There may be just a bit of extra showering that mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. um, I also am quite flexible with if they want to reschedule to a better time that suits them that's okay. also possible um okay. probably what i struggle with is that is sometimes having the availability to reschedule so that can be a challenge yeah got it okay um kissing you do that kissing i find it weird if we're not kissing so oh, you I, find it weird well you're so close and so intimate yet not to be kissing we learned in pretty woman that kissing was not allowed, very intimate, but you're okay with that. That's a personal choice. Yeah, I I find it quite funny because I know a few girls who work and they might be kissing as an optional extra. Yes. Um, I think it would be an expected thing for me. Like, I mean, women probably wouldn't book if there wasn't kissing. Wow. Okay. And what if they wanted like um, deep French? I know that's an additional option with one of my friends that's an, a sex worker. Deep French is an addition. Do you do like, um, or is that still included? And they just ask for that kind of thing. Look, I would say I'm a moderate French person. I mean, I, <laughs> you don't want to be hitting my tonsils, but I don't mind a little bit of tongue. So that is also included in there as well. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Okay. Do you have extras? Is kink extra? No, no, I generally don't offer anything or charge any different rates. Okay. Um, I, I basically say everything's all inclusive except for obviously I don't do extreme kink yep, or yep. any of the filthier things. If you were booked for a day booking, how much is a day? Overnight is 3000 Okay. So, Susie, it gets you for overnight. How much sex can I expect? would depend on what we're doing. Um but, I mean, we could probably have sort of three to four times probably in that time, depending on, like, the whole session. I mean, sometimes there's a lot more, sometimes a lot less. Mm. I generally would go that is usually a dinner booking, so we'll go out somewhere nice. Does she pay for dinner? Everything, all costs are expected on the client. So she knows that it's not, like, awkward when the bill comes. It's all – so she'll book the restaurant and choose all of that. Sometimes I'll book the restaurant. Um I find this is an interesting dynamic because 
some clients will really want to be seen as the man who's looking after everything. So mm. it is nothing usual for a client to give me the credit card and just take care of everything. Or you get the other end of the other end of the spectrum where it's they want to be seen as the the woman in charge and they will take care of everything. Age groups, youngest to oldest? Uh, my youngest clients have been early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, ranging up to probably early seventies. Early seventies. Go get them. Okay. Well, the interesting one is a lot of women will get hornier as they get older. Really? Uh, Are any of these women married? Uh, I've had married clients. I um, don't judge on that one. Um, I think going with an escort is a safe way to save your relationship or maintain it if that's what yeah. you want to do. Do you get into that? Like, does your husband know or are we keeping a secret? Like, is it discreet? Do you discuss that? Yeah, I would discuss it. I I mean, even to the point of suitable times to contact has been discussed. Yes. Um, so, like, I mean, obviously might be certain hours to chat. Yes. Might be a thing um, or days you can visit. Okay. Um, have you ever had a client that has booked you and then freaked out and regretted it and cancelled? I probably have had a few of those along the time. I really not. I really don't like pressuring people into doing stuff. So if that's where they feel, I have no obligations. I let them go. Yeah. Um, I don't want anyone to have regrets the next morning. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 Um, but in saying that, like, I'm very quick to, if you cancel on me, I may not let you book again. Okay. Do they, do you get, um, get payment prior? Depends. I generally will offer, um, if a bank transfer prior or cash on meeting. Okay. Most, I would say generally I get very well respected by my clients. So I don't generally have a problem with payment. Do you get repeaters? Most of my business is repeat business. Okay. And the longest client you've had? Oh, probably three or four years at least, maybe longer. How long have you been doing this? Uh, about seven or eight years. The one that's been around for a long time, is she in love with you? Mm, no, no. I would have said she might have at one stage had a bit of an infatuation, which I've, I, I used to probably have problems with. Like I remember when I worked for the agency and I had a couple of clients come back to go, look, I love you. And that would probably end the relationship. Now I would probably manage that in a different way. Yeah. Like, so how do you set boundaries with clients? With regular clients, I would, I try and limit how much communication we have outside of the booking. So um, I do do packages where you can pay for more consistent conversations. So if you want that. Explain that. Yeah. I generally would go, I chat to clients so many times between bookings. So if you say you're booking once a fortnight, we'll chat this much. Otherwise, more than that is too much. How much? A couple of times, depending on how I'm feeling. So there'll be a few messages between. So I don't try and put a number on it, but if it becomes too much, I'll mention to the client and go, look, hey, if you want to, if you want to sort of a pen pal, I do this as a service. <laughs> pen pal. Okay. How much is a pen pal? Uh, depending on how much they want to chat. Is it a daily rate? I generally put that up for, I use about a thousand bucks a month. Gosh. Oh, I should be charging all my mates the chit chat all the time. So time consuming. I get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't have many clients that want 
to be that, but it just probably sets a nice boundary. And it comes back to of trying not to be too much with people. So Yeah, I get that. It would be hard though, I think, especially if you have had an intimate connection or someone feels you've had an intimate connection with them that they haven't had in a really long time, that yep. that lust could be confused with love. Yeah. Yep. And I suppose I like to put the the in a box of if you want the pen pay pen pal, then you're paying for it so you know what you're getting. And even during bookings and everything else, I'll always refer to them as a booking like and keep things in a little bit of a boundary or a box yeah. for that reason as well. Yeah. Okay. And say your booking is coming to an end with someone and she's having a really great time and she wants to extend, is that an option too? Uh, generally, yes. Okay. Depending if you had somewhere to go. Most of my bookings are generally overnight, so and I've probably set my pricing up to be that way. Okay, so it'll start in the evening, end in the morning. Yep. And do you sleep? Uh, I've got the stipulation of I need eight hours of sleep in that booking. So how long is the booking in the in the three grand? I would generally go from seven pm till ten am. So seven hours for everything else. I'm probably a little bit more generous than most, but in saying that, I also probably expect a little bit more relaxed pace rather than wanting to have to be intense through the whole booking. Yeah. And okay. So you can rest and sleep. It's not like banging all night. Do you see couples? Uh, Occasionally. I probably don't see many couples, but that's not because of me. It's I don't seem to get booked from much. If there's a, a male in there, do you have a conversation about what if he wants to touch your penis and stuff? You know, is that discussed? I probably would put that earlier in the text message. So if I've got a booking request come up and go, look, we're a couple, would like to book you, I'd, be, I'd probably put it in the first couple of messages because I probably get a lot of requests for mail on mail in bookings like that. Do you do that? I'm not interested in men. Okay, so you're a female-only escort. female If the dude then, so you're quite straight up that if the dude was by and the woman was obviously there too, you'd just be like, look, I'm not going to do sexual acts on him and vice versa. Yep. Yeah, look, I've, I've had my days of experimenting. I've been there, tried that. I know my comfortable little box. And yep. generally it's not been a problem. So, Is this your full-time job? This is all I do. So probably about three or four years ago, it got to the point where I didn't have time to do any other work. Mm-hmm. And I probably say now that I get paid to be flexible. So I travel a lot um, overseas. So I do a lot of trips away that could be up to a week long. Mm-hmm. So holding another job gets a bit challenging sometimes. So how many women would book you a week then, do you think? I would probably consider a slow week of only having one booking in the week mm-hmm. and probably a busy week would probably be if with like three or four would be a busy week for me. Okay. Are any of your clients coming to see you to be deflowered? I've had quite a few of those. Have you? Mm, I always found it quite interesting for that Talk one. Talk to me. Yes. It's probably been a range of... Younger clients feeling like they missed their teens years to do it and are nervous about it, Mm -hmm. ranging to I've had um, 
women in their later years that have just never had sex and are nervous about it. So still at that same stage. Yeah. I feel really nervous about that because my penis is not small. So for someone doing their first time, I'm probably not their best person. Okay. Do you warn them about that? I would say yes, because I've seen it when it doesn't fit and people start thinking it's themselves and not what we're working with. I'm sorry, but I think we're all wondering, and I have to ask, and I apologize to my husband, but how big is your penis? <laughs> that is always the million dollar question that pops up. So I'm probably, it's a thick eight inches. Thick eight inches. Holy macaronis. Okay. So definitely not the starting size. And that is a concern when you've got lots of virgins around. Look, I'm not, I, I would say generally, I mean, it just takes a bit more patience and time. Like with the right techniques, you'd be amazed what fits. If that makes sense. <laughs> it does. I want to talk about techniques later. Okay. So you have deflowered uh, some women mm-hmm. and that feels like it has some pressure on it. Oh, you it know? makes me so nervous. So nervous. I feel like it's such a big responsibility. Yeah. But in saying that, I kind of really like it because I feel like so many women get a rough start to their sexual life with men being naive and doing our silly mm. things. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I feel like and I, I get it. Like a lot of people can come to me and like I talk about everything quite comfortably. So they ask questions. You'd be amazed how many just poke and prod at my penis because they've never been able to touch one and just literally get in there Stop and have it. a look around. Stop it. Yeah. That would definitely be a strange mood um, killer being poked and prodded and pinched. No, I really don't. I really don't. But no, I I suppose it's one of the things I like is like I'm very comfortable and I like seeing seeing people get excited and opening up their mind to what can happen and I suppose what's normal. Yeah. And give them a safe place to do that in. Hey, can I ask a weird question? Yep. So if you're doing an overnighter and you've gone and you've had a big dinner and you need to do a poop, right, or <laughs> something, and, like, yep. you're in their space, like, I mean, as a woman it's probably different. Like, we all pretend that we never poop, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, what do you do? Do you just go off to the bathroom, do your poop and get on with it? Like... I am very much the person as I want to see women not hide that sort of stuff. Just if you need to poop, go poop and be comfortable and come back and have fun. So I, right. I, am, I am not shy about it. It's like this is happening. I'm sorry it's got to kill the moment, but it happens. And <laughs> okay. I will be polite as like I'm pattering my nose and off I go. Um, okay, cool. But yeah, don't. I, I don't make women hide what they're, they're like. I mean, we're all human. We all poop. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking, especially if you're traveling and you're overseas and you're sharing rooms or whatever. Do you request your own room if you are away from home? Look, I am quite a comfortable sleeper, generally. Um, I am quite comfortable sleeping beside. I think half the time I get paid for cuddles as well as sex. So mm-hmm. I snuggle up with them. The only one is I generally say, and this is why I probably limit myself to a week-long bookings, is if I'm not sleeping much after a week, I'm pretty well done. Yeah, I'm I'm not good like that. Where are we traveling to overseas? Where are these bookings? 
Well, I've just got back from Fiji, actually. I mean, they've got to have some dollars to be able to book all of that, book your flights, book your pay for everything for you, and then pay you on top of that. Because what's that week? What's that travel cost? Uh, well, the week would have been 14000 Jesus Louises! Plus, plus accommodation and everything else. Do you like this person or did they irritate you? I would say, like, you've got to, I've got to like all my clients a bit to be able to put up Travel. them for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Most, most, I would say I'm more likely to get spoiled rather than annoyed by most of my clients. Like, they're really nice to me. They look after me. But do you, like, go, okay, Jenny, for fuck's sake, we've been together for 10 hours. I need a break from you. You know, like, let me go watch soccer or whatever you, you're into like just yeah. that's the other stipulation i have is like just now to myself every day an hour that's it that's it it's generally all i need it's hard wow. um oh that they're paying to be with someone like, i'm quite comfortable with that have you been to like europe or anything uh i've got a trip in july to greece and spain business class uh, I've only been flying around. I, I'm actually, I really don't care about flying. Just sticking on a seat, and I'm pretty good. So I usually say, book me for another day. We'll go somewhere more fun, or we'll, we'll pick nicer oh, accommodation. Wow. I really oh, don't care about wow. flying. Wow. So even if they're up front and you're down back, you don't care. Um, I haven't had anyone do that to me yet. So, but a lot of people be really nice and take me business, but I also don't expect it. So. Wow. This sounds fun. This sounds really mm. fun. How long are you going to do this for? Look, I, I mean, I originally planned on doing it for a couple of years and obviously been doing it for much longer. Um, I don't know. I'm enjoying it for the moment and I see me doing it for another few years yet. Do you want kids? No. Okay. No, never been a kids person. Do you date? I date, yep. Is that a problem? It's an interesting conversation. <laughs> Uh, I generally would say I'm quite open. I don't I don't say it on the first date, but I would lead into I live a bit more of an alternative lifestyle. So I've been to a couple of swingers events and that sort of stuff. So I probably would drop that into the conversations early if I'm keen on the person. Mm-hmm. If I see it going somewhere, and so it's not a huge jump to go. Well, this is what I do for work. Okay. I probably also would say I found it harder to not discuss it as I've gotten busier because quite often, well, for the moment, I basically don't have too many free weekends for the next three months. So when you're not available Friday and Saturday quite regularly, they start asking questions. Have you lost relationships? I've probably only ever had one person really take it badly. Um, And I was a bit surprised by that person because she was quite open-minded for a lot of ways. I think I just caught her very off guard. Mm -hmm. Um, But generally the people that, I suppose I've liked to date, have been quite open-minded. So I actually probably find it goes the other way. A lot of people accept it really positively. Wow. They don't get jealous? Uh, They've had moments. I mean, I've got some gorgeous clients, um, fun people. I also get to spend a lot of time with people. So, Hmm. Or I'm off doing the fun trips that they'd prefer to be doing with me. So Hmm. it does happen. How do friends and family take it or do they know? Most of my friends have been quite comfortable with it. Again, not many of them were hugely surprised when I, when I came out and told them. I used to be uh, very quiet about it for many years, and it's probably only been the last couple of years that I would tell uh, probably most people about what I do. 
I suppose, and that's probably only the reason is I don't want the stigma of like people gossiping behind, behind my back and going, oh, that guy does that. Because it's amazing how quickly the little rumour mill spills. Yeah, of course. And I find being the male escort, I'm a little bit more of a unicorn as well. So has it been accepted by your family members or is that something you're still keeping tight? I think my parents would be quite accepting of this, but I've never told them purely because okay. I don't want them to have to have that discussion with my aunties and uncles and all the rest, I suppose. But yeah. My mother, my mother told me when I was at uni, she, she went to my sister's hen's party, worked out the stripper was getting paid and said I should do that while I was at uni. So they're quite comfortable. <laughs> Okay. Do you do bareback, a.k.a. no condom? No. Always condom. Yeah. Do you have like a party pack that has condoms, lube, toys, handcuffs? The running joke usually with clients is is if you ever see a good-looking male sitting with a shoulder bag in like a weird <laughs> space in a hotel lobby, it's probably a male escort. It's kind of like how you kind of expect that when you see a girl in stockings and tights on a hot day, you kind of think, oh, that might be a female escort. Do you? What's the stockings about? Um, I think it's Tuesday afternoon and you see a girl walk past in a nice little dress, like little black dress, stockings and heels, looking a little bit too much Friday night. Oh, yes. I, I'm reading between the lines. So one of my clients used to laugh because she used to book a few male escorts. And she made a joke as there was an escort chair because we all sat in the same chair. We all kind of had the same look. We all had the same bag. (laughs) You were out. You were out and ready to work. I'm going to finish up today with our question we ask everyone on the deep, which is, who are you when no one's watching? Probably exactly the same person you've just been heard talking. I probably don't change much. Um, I'm a lover of my food, travel, enjoy a good drink and being sociable. Um, I'm a bit of a nudist. I quite happily wander around my house butt naked. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us on The Deep. Thank you, Zoe. It's been a great chat. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's the Deep. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everybody. It is Zoe here. Change is coming to the deep. I want to welcome you to Arise. It's uplifting, it's quirky, it's curious. It's all about the mindset and self-discovery to be more helpful and of service. 
During 16 of the Deep, you'll hear some of these episodes and I'd love to hear what you think of them over on our Instagram at What's the Deep.